so wiped out, but so happy and fulfilled at the same time. But, oi, I really, 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 really am glad that we're going to get that fence up. Mm-hmm. Oh, it already looks really good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy about that. So I really need to take today kind of lazy. <laughs> well, I was um, I was pulling the compressor over a bunch of twigs and sticks that were all burned up. Apparently right over a big friggin hole and just decided to do a nice little header and uh, stabbed the crap out of my hand. So but I mean, it's not an outdoor sure if i don't injure myself somehow it's not a chore period if you don't injure yourself somehow right so so it was a chore but and the birds are happy they were they were happy holy crud i had them out so long they were laying eggs outside of (laughs) (laughs) And, and i figured it out when they're when they're making their when we hear them out there clucking and everything because they just laid an egg and they're like ultra proud of it Mm. that's what because i was like thought for sure it was just salt and pepper but nope butter stood up uh, butter butter. wow (laughs) i don't even have a chicken named butter no sugar i don't know butter sugar eggs Sugar stood up right at that, right there, right next to the plastic bag, and just what, 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 what? <laughs> just, and I was like, "What the hell?" Came over, she had an egg, and she was just like, "Huh, huh?" So I think they're calling us when they like lay the eggs, like they want to treat or something afterwards. That's funny. It was adorable. Oh yeah, and anywhere I was digging, she was like, "What you doing? What you doing?" And she came just running on over, and she got really. She was really upset that she wasn't allowed to come over where we were digging the post holes and everything. So, <laughs> uh, gotta love it, man. Our our uh, our birds, they're awesome. So, but your garden is looking pretty amazing too. Uh-huh. So, but uh, I don't want to get through all our weekend stuff because we we've got an afternoon dive for that, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I will say that. Crawfish Outback is really the best darn crawfish anywhere around here, period. (laughs) Definitely. It really is. So with that, good morning. Welcome to the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. We got a couple of awesome national days today. I'm going to be taking this kind of easy here and light. And I'm wiped out, beat up, and I'm ready to go back to bed. (laughs) But... Uh, we'll see. We'll see how the day plays out. <laughs> I'll roll out for the afternoon and then just roll back into bed. Oh, what time? Do we know what time Nikki works today and gets off? I have no idea. Oh, uh, okay. All I can say is it's really nice having my truck back, but at the same time, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted this. I did, but hey, that little tarp roller thing for the dirt is amazing. Mm-hmm. So that saved us so much time at the school, so. But all right, let's get into our national days. You s- we got two, and they're two awesome ones, right? Yes. Awesome. Our first one is National Frozen Food Day. Good. So National Frozen Food Day recognizes the preservation feat that freezing fruits, vegetables, and meats have been on modern life. 
Celebrated each year on March 6th, the, obser- the, ob- blah, 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 blah. the observance takes a look at how frozen food impacts our daily lives, its history, and how far it has come. The frozen food aisle is a standard in the grocery store today as ATMs and self-checkouts. It's also a convenience we don't give a second thought to unless the power goes out. The American inventor, entrepreneur, and naturalist Clarence Frank Birdseye II, mm-hmm. that's a hell of a name, <laughs> oh, yeah. receives credit for developing the method for the flash freezing preserved flavor um, and quality of foods. Today, we see his name in nearly every canned goods and frozen food aisle in every grocery store in America. While food preservation by freezing wasn't new, Birdseye discovered the key was freezing the food quickly. Flash freezing forms small ice crystals, which prevent the cell walls from bursting. Large ice crystals turn the food to mush. That's what freezer burn is. Uh-huh. It also changes the taste of the food and makes it just... Ugh. Yeah, you can't even cook with it. There's just there's no redeeming it. It's like, if, unless you're going to give it to an animal for feed, just throw it out. We did that with uh, 10 pounds of chicken leg quarters. Mm-hmm. 20 pounds of chicken leg quarters, excuse me. So... Bird's Eye applied for many patents, but one of his earliest is from 1927 for a process to flash freeze foods. Consider that in 1930, only 8% of American households had refrigeration units in their homes. Mm-hmm. A frozen food patent in 1927 was a visionary step in a long chain of events to make frozen foods a marketable product. In 1930, the Bird's Eye label, owned by the General Food Corporation, began selling 26 products to 18 retail stores in and around Springfield, Massachusetts. Clarence Birdseye continued his work with General Foods Corporation. Birdseye died on October 7th, 1956, but the name and products he inspired continue today. In 1954, Swanson introduced the first frozen dinners. At the time, the consumers knew them as TV dinners since they were designed to be eaten in front of the newly popular television. Special folding trays, called TV trays, stored conveniently away when not in use. But when dinner time rolled around, they unfolded for each person's TV dinner. Everyone gathered around the television to enjoy their meal. These pre-cooked meals only needed to be heated through the oven to be ready to eat. No cooking skills were required. Preheat the oven, cook for the required length of time, and eat. The invention of the microwave also changed the type of frozen foods um, and just how convenient these items can be. Mm -hmm. Over the years, the frozen foods have developed to meet consumer demand. Various family-sized meals, health-conscious meals, and even organic meals have hit the markets in recent years. So to observe National Frozen Food Day, take a trip to your local grocery store and find one of your favorites in the frozen food aisle. You already know what yours mm. is. Which is? <laughs> the Stouffer's lasagna. It is my ones. white trash yes. happy food, but my favorite frozen food is actually asparagus. Well, as it count, it's just your, one of your favorite foods, oh, though. Yeah. It doesn't but matter if it's frozen or fresh. <coughs> <coughs> And that's fair enough. I'm not I'm not even going to argue that. I'm just I I'm I'm a fan of frozen veggies. Always have been. You know, it's like cooking um you know, when when you can get something and get it in season, then that's a time to eat it fresh. But I think when people force eating fresh foods when they're out of season, when honestly uh, like fresh fresh broccoli when it's not in season, it tastes better frozen in my opinion. Always has. So, yeah, I but I love frozen. I love frozen foods and I love the fact that, you know, knowing that which which I do and in case people don't, um that the majority of frozen vegetables are actually healthier for you than fresh their fresh counterparts because most of them are frozen on site. So the the you know, the moment you pick a vegetable or a fruit, 
um, it's a ticking time bomb. And the nutrients instantly start going down and depleting. And when you freeze them, um, providing that you do it right and quick, uh, you actually f stop the process. So frozen veggies can actually be healthier for you than fresh veggies, which is why if you're using, you know, frozen veggies in a soup or a stew, I would always recommend that over fresh veggies, you know, any given day. So that's just, that's where it is. So I, I think that's, I, I, yeah, I knew it was Francis birds. I didn't realize his name was like four names long, but <laughs> you know, um, but most chefs that I know, we know how to work very well with frozen veggies and frozen foods and frozen meats, you know, um, like we have steaks and things that we have from over a year ago that we got frozen properly. We, you know, vacuum chamber, vacuum sealed it and it's still good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so it really did usher in a whole new thing. especially when people started getting those big fancy 11 inch black and white TV screens in the 1930s that just woohoo changed the world family sat around that TV and you know the funny thing is is those TVs would take minutes to warm up just so you could get a picture out of it where we're just used to oh why does this computer take so long to load you yeah. know it's like no you would turn on the TV and you go in the other room grab your drinks get your stuff drop you know and then come home and or then then sit down just as the picture was coming in. And it was funny if you were one of the kids that would just sit there and watch and wait for it because we got to fire those up a lot at the antique store, those old TVs. And the picture would start off and it was just really small and it would get bigger. And it was just like it's amazing to think that that was like cutting edge technology. Right. Just. But somebody looked at that and went, oh, the world's moving too fast. <laughs> yeah, that is uh. that is weird. And mm -hmm. I think it I think it is also just like it, it is so interesting that frozen food like it because before people had, you know, all of these different ways to preserve food in such a you mm -hmm. know easy way, because like things like green beans and stuff, those can really easily but, th you know, like things like asparagus and broccoli, they don't can mm -hmm. as well. You have to kind of pickle them or do something else to keep them fresh and safe to eat in, you know, canning methods. Frozen food allowed you to eat more things and stop eating seasonally, mm -hmm. which is something that's so weird because, like, it, I it kind of bugs me that, you know, we don't eat seasonally. I feel like it, it's you know, it, we get things and then we forget, you know, when something is in season and when something is not. Now that I'm, you know, gardening it's a lot easier to remember for me for quite a few foods but it's like, you know, right now everybody can have blueberries and you know, just getting into strawberry season and, you know, uh, things like uh, broccoli and things like that are just, like, they're great fresh right now but in a month Half of those things are mm -hmm. not going to taste good anymore from the from the grocery store, and I just it, it's just so weird that you know there was a time that people just didn't eat certain foods because they weren't in season. Yeah, that blueberries, unless they were in a jam or a jelly or as a fruit preserve, which is you know not a fresh blueberry. You can't just pop open something and eat a fresh blueberry out of a package. They just didn't eat blueberries because they weren't in season. So like that just that amazes me. The things like this they changed being able to eat your favorite food imagine, all year. Imagine never having had an avocado. People in the Midwest, in the North Midwest, a hundred years ago. No idea. No, 
never had an avocado, yeah, never had so weird. many so many foods and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's crazy to think about that. And yeah, I agree. I think I personally am so not against living seasonally. And part of that is because I feel like we lose the specialty of a food. Uh-huh. You know, because you can get it any time of the year. I can get asparagus all year round. I can get mm-hmm. avocados and artichokes. And I can get all these things. And I can get them any time of the year. But we lose it because it's not the freshest. It's not the best at that point. If you want to have the best shot at it, then, you know, have it during its season. Like, seriously, it's it's not until late fall and winter that oranges are amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, but you get oranges all year long. You can get your orange juice and... Just so you know, your orange juice is pretty much going to be, um, you know, filled with uh, perfumes to make it smell and taste like orange juice any time of year. So it's like, you know, just just remember that. Oh, they're peaked at, picked at their peak of freshness, which is a lie, because at their peak of freshness, you couldn't get them to the <laughs> warehouse in time to freeze it up and concentrate your orange juice. So. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, you th- just think about a hundred years ago that people couldn't find anything, you know, frozen yeah. and that TV dinners weren't a thing because yeah, the most households didn't have freezers, but what people would do is they would shop just for that day. You know, there was no leftovers or anything like that. And so they would just, you know. Go stop by the grocery store and cook up. And it was that much more important that your partner was home because they were there to prepare the meals and have everything for you. But when you when you got home and that was where it was there. And then, you know, the amazing things like toasters and, you know, standing toasters that you could do multiple slices of bread and and, you know, the microwave. Oh, man. I mean, like the microwave is a big one. Like I know for a fact, like with my my grandparents, my grandparents, um, when they were young, they had a Montgomery Ward catalog store. And so literally you went into their you went into their store to browse the catalog for what you were looking for. They'd help you find whatever it was. Then it would order and it would ship to their store, not to your address, to their store. So you didn't get stuff to your house. And then it was when the microwave came out and somebody brought it and they brought the microwave over to demo it. And these farmers had tasted, you know, they were like, oh, wow, there's a microwave cooks it. And they tasted the eggs and they loved microwave eggs. That's gross. My grandma would tell me how these guys would come in and they would spend, it was $1,000 back in like 19, whatever the hell money this was, you know. And they would come in and they would bring eggs just to microwave them to taste for their spouses. And then they would get and finance these eggs. I mean, they finance a microwave just so they could cook eggs. That is so weird. Right? And then when they found out it could reheat coffee and it didn't burn the bottom of their coffee. Yeah. they When the microwaves hit, they were the biggest selling thing ever. And then, yeah, then, but you couldn't. And it's the most common thing that happened with microwaves. Oh, my gosh. People were putting metal in them. <laughs> the first TV dinners were all metal. So it was like, oh, hey, I'll put a TV dinner in the microwave because they came out around the same time. And, yep, you just fry out the magnetron. Anyway, so what's our second day? Our second day is National Oreo Cookie Day. Yeah, the food that's not a food. 
<laughs> be ready to observe by having your glass of milk handy as it is National Oreo Cookie Day. This day is recognized across the nation each year on March 6th. The Oreo sandwich cookie is made up of two chocolate discs containing a sweet cream filling and is loved by millions. Since its introduction, the Oreo cookie has become the best-selling cookie in the United States. I did not know that. Yeah. The National Biscuit Company, today known as Nabisco, first developed and produced the Oreo biscuit in 1912 as its, at its Chelsea factory in New York City. Today, the block on which the factory was located is known as Oreo Way. The name Oreo was trademarked on March 14, 1912. The first Oreo cookies in the United States sold for 25 cents a pound in clear glass-topped novelty cans. In 1912, the Oreo biscuit was renamed Oreo Sandwich. In 1948, the Oreo sandwich was renamed Oreo Cream Sandwich. William A. Turnier, there's an I in there, developed the modern-day <laughs> Oreo design in 1952 to include the Nabisco logo. Nabisco's principal food scientist, Sam Procello, I'm going to go mm-hmm. with, uh, developed the modern, modern Oreo cookie filling. So to observe National Oreo Cookie Day, celebrate the day by taking a poll of your friends and family and finding out how they eat their Oreos, dunk them in milk, crush them up and sprinkle them on ice cream, use them to make a delicious dessert, share them with a friend, or try a new flavor of Oreos. I think that the biggest thing that has always bugged me is that, one, I, I mean, I, I already, I love Oreos. I don't like dipping them in milk. I think that's mm-hmm. weird. I, but I don't dip any cookies in milk. I think that's just, it. I don't know. I like my cookies to be cookies. If I want them to be soft, then you have to make them soft. But, uh, no, I, 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 ugh. I, now that they're coming out with all of these, you know, they had the double stuff, and then they had triple stuff, and now they have the most stuff, and then they have like the extra most or whatever the Mega heck, and they stuff, keep, yeah, they keep stuff, adding all blah, the things, yeah, yeah, and it, I just recently, I'm waiting saw, for the tubbo filling. Go ahead. I just recently saw that they did double stuff with the regular, uh, not chocolate, the vanilla ones. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to do double stuff with the lemon cookies because the lemon ones were my favorite. I loved the Oreo lemon cookies. They were like so much and I never see them anymore. And if I do see them, they're the thin cookies and I hate that. I want it to be a regular cookie with a lemon filling. I want double the lemon filling because it's so good. And like those ones I feel like are like the best for me out of all of them because like I could eat a million Oreos even if that's the most stuff and be like, oh my God, I want more. I eat about three or four of the lemon Mm. ones and then I'm good. And so I can go, okay, I have my dessert after three or four of them. And like, that's great because then I don't sit there and binge on a bunch of cookies. But they're just so good and they're my favorite flavor and I never see them anymore. And like every time I do, like I get so excited because I think it's them and then it's just the vanilla ones. The vanilla ones are disgusting. I'm sorry. If you like the vanilla ones, I'm concerned for your health because (laughs) there's nothing special about them. You're concerned for their health, but you're willing to eat like a full pack of Oreos in one sitting. But I don't eat Oreos like ever. That's the thing. It's like I I just just don't. When was the last time you saw me eat Oreos? When was the last time we went to Sonic and you went and got the little blizzard thing? That doesn't... I'm talking about... You literally just said sat down and eat a package of Oreos. Okay. I haven't. I don't eat Oreos anymore. I like Oreos. I'm not dis- I'm not saying I don't like them. I literally love getting any kind of shake or anything with Oreos in it because it's literally... It's called a blast, right? Yeah. At, at Sonic, Sonic, it's okay. a blast. At uh, Dairy Queen, it's a blizzard. blizzard. Okay. At uh, like there's there Everybody has their... their name but i just mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it is if it's soft serve and there's oreo bits in it i i like it 
and I the only thing that sucks is like my two favorite flavors of anything mixed with soft serve are Oreo and then cookie dough and I always want to mix the two of them and you know ordered on the app and then there was like oh yeah you can add things to it and then it just didn't it, they just ignored it or they're not allowed or <sighs> yeah. whatever the heck and I was kind of sad because I was like what why is it an option if you're not going to do it so I that's what I want I want an Oreo soft serve with cookie dough chunks in it because I I like cookie dough. I, it's it's all the biggest issue is that it's all a texture thing. Mm-hmm. I love soft serve, but sometimes I'm in the mood for soft serve that has texture in it. I could literally eat a whole thing like it, the the uh, soft serve that's at uh, our Asian buffet. Mm-hmm. It's not really soft serve. It's very fake. And oh, yeah. I love it's the way it, it's textured I, so much. It is an addicting texture to me. Like, every time we go, it's so hard for me not to just, like, eat a little bit of food and then the rest of it just be be sitting there just eating it. Because it's so, I don't know. I don't know what it is with me and Ada having a texture issue with food, but, it, like, I get addicted to textures. And that's the biggest issue with me and, like, eating. Is it's like, I, half the time I'm not eating something because it tastes good. I'm eating something because I love the way that it feels in my mouth. And that's such a weird thing. And it's like, I know there are other people out there that, that relate to it. But it's not something that you just, like, sit down and have a conversation about without sounding yeah. <laughs> like a crazy person. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, I, I love Oreos. I will eat Oreos, like, so many of them. Mm-hmm. But I haven't in a while. I But I just, I, I like that. They taste really good with soft serve. It's a good kind of chocolate because I don't like chocolate ice cream. I despise chocolate ice cream. And Oreos don't taste like chocolate. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I still, whenever people is, tell me that wafer is chocolate, I'm like, I don't know. No. Whatever that flavor is, it tastes really good but with vanilla see, soft serve to me. I do what you don't. So I would eat the filling out of an entire package of Oreos. I did that once and, and regretted it. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I didn't regret it. Because then what I would do is I'd take all the wafers and I had a big, huge glass frosty mug of milk and I would put the wafers in there and I would turn it into this sludge and I could suck it back with the big huge straw like now they're boba straws but they were just straws they were mega straws straws. and it was like well no these were specifically for slurpees and ices things for you know back then but it was and I would just suck that back and oh I felt so guilty like I felt guiltier about that than anybody finding my porn history. That's so <laughs> in, funny. It's so weird the things that you know yeah. you just feel guilty about. Oh yeah, up. yeah. I'm like no, I'm, you know, oh yeah, psh, midgets, you know. But but man, don't anybody go look in my fridge or in the cabinet or in the hidden cabinet I had in my in my bedroom at my apartment. You know that was where my Vienna sausages were and you know things like that. That I was like, oh gosh, you can't. You know, as your chef, you don't want people opening it and looking in your cabinet and going, I'm sorry. Is that devil's mood food potted meat in there? Um, yeah, but I don't like that and liverwurst. Like those were those just just all those hidden foods and everything else. So but yeah, but Oreos like I've used them and I've used them in recipes and tried them in different things. Like I, one of the things that I actually really liked and it's really sad because I know you don't, you wouldn't like it. Um, was that I had a girlfriend and she would, she would always doctor foods. 
So she would take and separate the Oreos from the filling, and she would use the Oreos. The the it's gonna be some cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She she would shut up. Uh, She no. She would uh, she'd make the crumbs into the crust for the cheesecake, Mm -hmm. and then she would mix the filling in with the cream cheese and everything else. I've seen people do that. And it was a it was an interesting. It was different in texture, but it was really good. And then on top of it, she was she would like decorate the top of it with. Oreo cookies and crumbles and all this other stuff. And so it just looked really, really beautiful. And I've seen people take and, you know, they'll, they'll grind, they'll grind up the cookies, the cookies themselves and use it like looking like soil and, you know, like they do little mm-hmm. potted things and it's oh, a little yeah, cute. That, we and did that with the, the daycare kids when my mom was still running the daycare where they did uh, the little dirt cups mm-hmm. that were edible and they put gummy worms and crushed up Oreos to be the dirt and See? then be like chocolate pudding at the bottom and, yeah, I never did that, but the kids did that. It is it is really crazy how iconic a single thing can be, yeah. you know. And it's like, but I think one of the most most fun things that I had with one because I was trying to figure out how to do one gourmet, um, and I ended up making it into like a s'more. So uh, just open, take one piece off, and then you have the you know the filling and the cookie underneath that. And then put a mushroom on top of mushroom. Wow, that would be horrible. Um, <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know where you're going. Put a, with this. put a marshmallow on top of that and you torch the marshmallow until it's that black, crispy, melty, gooey thing. Mm. And then separately heat uh, double using a uh, double boiler, heat up the the chocolate itself and drizzle it over the top of it from the Hershey chocolate. And it was like and took a bite. And it was so good that I didn't want to make it again because I knew if I made it more than like once or twice, it was going to become a thing. And I was like, oh, no, because, you know, I'm don't I don't want to struggle with weight (laughs) is what it came down to. But yeah, so that was Oreo cookies and frozen food for the day, huh? Smashed them together. One of my favorite things that I had ever tasted in a birthday party was a Oreo ice cream cake. So. You know, mm-hmm. go out and have one of those, and you knock out both <laughs> national days in one. Yeah, there you go. You have frozen foods, and so that's that'd be awesome. So, but there's a lot of things. So we'd love to know what your your favorite Oreo concoction is, or what's your frozen veg phrase favorite frozen food. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many that I honestly have I haven't tried all the frozen foods. I look at them and I go, why would I buy that? Why is you know? But then we get things like sometimes we have this thing where that we like to do where we like to get things on clearance. We get these things on clearance and it was like, and just recently we found, Oh, Hey, Hey, the, like the pizzas and the frozen foods that we're able to get on clearance from uh, Kroger's. Right. Mm -hmm. And those pizzas are actually surprisingly good, Mm -hmm. which I'm not a frozen pizza fan, but you know, so yeah, let us know what it is that you like. So, and hopefully you'll join us in the afternoon dive and uh, we'll hopefully get to see you then. We're going to be doing our big weekend wrap up we're going to talk more about crawfish out back and just all the stuff that we got accomplished this weekend which was a lot and uh if you can get out today i think today's the last day of the sale and you can get out to atwoods and you have an atwoods around 99 cent four inch red dirt pots um we went to town on that and we got went to town now is the school going to get any of them yeah okay i didn't know if we if they if we took ended up taking them all or not but We'll talk to you more about that then. So until then, I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.